right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope you're having a great week so far. I certainly am. Uh, Over here at Cornell, we're actually on winter break for a few days, so that's why I've taken a couple of days off, but ready to get back at it. And today I want to talk to you about locating deal-related information. I know we talked about this already in prior episodes in the sense of certain documents, but there's other nuances that I want to cover because there's just a lot of information out there and some of the information is not quite as obvious as uh, just looking up a 10K or a 10Q. So I want to cover some of these unique situations today because you may actually need to look up some of these documents at some point in your career. So how do you find certain deal-related info that isn't just your typical info, say from analyst reports or from uh, 10Ks, 10Qs, things like that? Well, sometimes one example is when an acquirer seeks to purchase a publicly traded company through the use of what's called a tender offer. And this is kind of an interesting term. It's a little bit of a unique situation. So a tender offer is when a company uses cash to buy shares directly from the target company's shareholders. So they're kind of just going in and saying, look, I want to buy out everyone who owns your stock and I'm willing to pay typically a premium for those shares. And so this is a way that one company can get control over over another. And when this happens to a publicly traded company, something is published called a Schedule TO, so Schedule for Tender Offer. And the target company has to file what's called a Schedule 14D-9 within 10 days of receiving this offer. So essentially, you have these pieces of paper that the SEC requires that says, okay, this company is trying to buy out these shareholders. Here's the terms of it. And then the target company publishes another piece of paper that says, okay, we received this offer. Here's what the board of directors is recommending to the shareholders about what they should do. Because remember, the shareholders are the owners of the company. And so they ultimately get to vote and decide, do they want to accept the tender offer or not? So that's kind of a a unique situation that you might encounter. So tender offers with the Schedule TO and Schedule 14D-9. Another thing that you can do to get some information about deals is looking at registration statements and prospectuses. So when a business issues new shares or new publicly traded debt in order to fund a transaction, what they end up doing is publishing a couple of documents. They can either be something called an S4 or a 424B documents. And these documents are essentially just saying how much money is being issued and what the terms are. So if a company issues publicly traded debt, for example, to fund a transaction, you can find that kind of information in those documents. Another thing that we can look at is something called the Schedule 13E-3. And I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you today in terms of documents, but these are all those little wrinkles that are not as obvious when you just like Google something online trying to find out information for transactions. So Schedule 13E-3, this type of document is required when a company is taken private. 
So for example, in the case of a leveraged buyout. So if an LBO happens and the management team is part of the deal, meaning that they put some of their own money into the deal and not just the private equity firm and the private equity firm's partners, then the SEC requires that this Schedule 13E-3 is filed because they want more disclosure about what's going on than they would in a typical transaction. Because if, let's say, management is buying shares within this private deal, the SEC just wants to keep a closer eye on it, uh, I think presumably because like, they're, they're part of the transaction. They're no longer just management. They actually become owners themselves in maybe a bigger way. And maybe they had some stock options before or things like that, but it's essentially a more complex transaction that the SEC wants more information on. So that's why you might see these kinds of things in a Schedule 13E-3. So those are some documents that may be helpful to you. Of course, obviously, look at the 10K, look at the 10Qs, look at the 8Ks. We mentioned those as well when there's a material event in a transaction. But these can be great sources of information for you to understand what's going on with a transaction and help you gather that data for your own precedent transactions analysis. Remember, that's why we're doing this. We're gathering information so that we can do an analysis on our own target company with greater accuracy. Okay, so I hope that was helpful for you. Hope you're having an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening. Good to be back on the mic. <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes you need a couple of days off. So hope you're doing amazing and I'll catch you tomorrow here on Investment Banking Insights. Have a great day.